Today's podcast is brought to you by CrossNet, the world's first four-way volleyball net. Set up easily in sand, grass, indoors, or on the blacktop. The perfect game for outdoor enthusiasts as it is combined with volleyball and four-score rules and a game to 11 and win by two. On today's Court Vision, I welcome on Madison McKibben. He is a professional beach volleyball player for the AVP and a content creator of the McKibben Brothers YouTube channel. Madison, how are you today? Good, Jeff. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for coming on and making time for me. How are you doing during these crazy times of this pandemic? All I do is have time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually been it's actually been not that bad. You know, we um, my brother and I we make YouTube videos, and uh, just recently we uh, Wilson Volleyball we we did media day for Wilson Volleyball with all the AVP athletes. So oh, right awesome. now I have over 30 hours of interviews of all these players plus footage of them. So. I'm just kind of piecing together. So this is actually the perfect time to have multiple editing projects um, going on. So I'm not that bad. I have something to do. Yeah, that's nice. It's really nice. It's nice you can be busy during this time. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. I, I live with my girlfriend. Another AVP player lives with me, Jeremy Casebeer. Okay. We have another roommate. So we got four people. Oh, nice. So we're not, so we're not going crazy. Uh, we, have a, we have a gym in our garage. My girlfriend is actually our trainer. That's how we met. Oh. Um, so we have that. We have a patio. So, you know, out of everything, we're, we're, doing, we're doing good. I would say the hardest thing right now is all four of us trying to, to decide what to watch. That's probably the, uh, the, biggest, uh, the, <laughs> the biggest issue we have. Well, have you guys um, been watching anything good or just kind of? Oh, dude, I think we've, we've exhausted everything. We're, <laughs> we're, we're like, we watch so many, so many different, or so many different uh, Netflix shows. And movies, and so we've almost exhausted everything. But we did watch the last, the last dance on Sunday. I'm bummed that the next two episodes are going to take a week. But yeah, I, I know. Understand, yeah. And I think that's healthy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've just we just been crushing Netflix shows. I don't have anything new. You, yeah. You have any recommendations? I have zero. I don't really know. I think I pretty much exhausted the same thing. I did watch the last dance. What did you think about the last dance? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it, and there's been so much media buzz around it. Um, I mean, because there are no sports, and I think it is the perfect time. But you know, learning about the story of uh, was it Adam Silver? He was he he approached like the Bulls owner and Michael Jordan said, "Hey, Michael, let's just film this. You know, we'll give you all the footage. You have the final final director's cut, yeah. and you can tell me if I'm wrong. It's just kind of what I read, and he's just been sitting on it for." for years yeah until what when lebron won with the Cavs, i guess he said it's, okay let's do it yeah like back in 2016 he agreed to like saying like let's do this and like it's great now that i mean it's perfect time i mean it sucks with everything that's going on but it's like perfect time because there's no sports going on it's something we have all to look forward to yeah but it's been an interesting story so far with like jerry Krause and everything like i know yeah scotty pippen i mean yeah. the stuff that we never knew about yeah i didn't know that he didn't have like any scholarships or anything like that and played at like yeah. central rock like i don't know played at the na i knew he small played for a small school but i didn't realize naia so no i think there's a lot of things that are just kind of being unearthed in that series that i'm looking forward to yeah that people never really knew yeah i know but, uh, no uh, other than that i i will say um have you seen formula one drive to survive on netflix no i haven't okay as a sports fan because I didn't knew nothing about racing. Yeah, I, I I didn't care about Formula One. I watched that series two two seasons now. It made me a fan. It's it? it's one of the best sports docu series I've ever seen. 
check it out. I'll check it out. That's uh, definitely that's something I'll have to look into. Yeah, it'd be a good one. I, yeah, I need something to watch. I'm kind of getting a little, going a little stir crazy. <laughs> watch that one. All I right. promise you, you'll love it. You'll love it. Awesome. But anyway, awesome. let's get to it. <laughs> All right. So, um, so I want to know, like, how? I mean, you're six four. Like, mm-hmm. how did you get into volleyball? Like, did you like was basketball ever an option? Were other sports ever so an option? I yeah, I grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, and my mom played volleyball, my uncles played volleyball. So that's how I got into it. Like any other person, um, played a little bit of basketball was very good. Um, but I could always kind of jump. So I was like the rebounder and like put back up. I was pretty bad at basketball, but that's what I could do well. Um, and so I grew up playing volleyball. We had, uh, we were, we were part of a, uh, a beach club in Honolulu called Outrigger Canoe Club. And it's, it had three beach volleyball courts. One of them was, was really small. They called it the baby court you know, lower net, shorter court. And that's where a lot of us grew up playing. And there's like a, a big group of players from Hawaii, my age, and then a generation above that have done well in volleyball, beach volleyball, and indoor volleyball that all kind of came from the same place. Yeah, You have three guys that are on the indoor national team. Um, and then you have about four or five of us that are playing on the AVP. Oh, wow. And we're all like within three years of each other. That's crazy. So the, any of your roommates, the guys, like people that you live with, did you grow up with them or do you know? No, them? no. So my roommate is Jeremy Caseyer. He's yeah. originally from Santa Barbara. Um, so we are enemies, but yeah. <laughs> we are roommates and we are friends. Um, no, he went to UCLA. I went to SC. Um, we, we just became friends through the tour. But uh, I, the guys I'm talking about are, you know, Triborn, Trevor Crab, Taylor Crab, all who were in the Olympic yeah. running yeah. before the Olympics were, were canceled. Um, of course, my brother and I. And then on the indoor side, all three guys on the national team, Micah Christensen, Eric Shoji, Kavika Shoji. Um, and then there's a few other guys that are still kind of playing here and there, but we all grew up playing together at that at that club. So wow, it's kind of cool. That's awesome. And you guys, um, like you in high school, you won three championships. Like what was that like? like? And was it all back to back to back? Yeah, you know, we had – um we a bunch of us went to Puno high school um there was there was a few other good competing high schools um but you know taylor crab who's probably one of the best players on the beach right now um i'd say he's uh, almost like our our lebron james getting there (laughs) his 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 mom and my mom were um were pe teachers at Punahou, so obviously we would go to Punahou, and then you had other guys that were whose parents were teachers at the school uh spencer mclaughlin um, even Eric Shoji, his mom was a, was a teacher at actually a PE teacher at Punahou as well. Yeah. So kind of this, uh, culmination of a lot of these, these great players. And I mean, the, the school's commitment and Ilani had some really great players, Brad Lawson and Kavika Shoji. And so it was really competitive throughout all of high school. And I'm talking about guys who would go on to be players of the year, all Americans in college, wow. um, win national championships. We were all kind of, some of us were at Punahou. Some of them were at uh, Kamehameha or Iolani, but it was very competitive. So winning three championships in Hawaii was, was pretty incredible. And looking back on it, uh, seeing who we were playing with and where they reached in their careers is pretty, pretty incredible. Like, we had a, like I said, a few All-Americans all in one high school team, wow. which we never would have thought yeah. that would be the case. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are like a super team in some sort of way. <laughs> Myself not being one of the All-Americans. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, college for me, high school was the number one recruit, and I went to SC with my brother, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I went 
uh, to a team that was, I mean, they, they had their starting six kind of picked out. And so I kind of, I sat on the bench. I, I played sparingly freshman and sophomore year, but our team was legit. We made it to the final four both years. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think when you, when you're kind of like the, the guy in a club level and high school level, and then you don't get to play as much. And then I had a few injuries. I mean, I think it's safe to say that uh, I peaked in high school um, and college didn't really pan out for me the, the way that I would have liked. And that came, yeah. you know, all the other emotions that come with it, uh, dropping in and out of the sport, if you like it or not. But that was my collegiate career. And then to finish it off, I was redshirted my senior year because I got injured. Oh, yeah. Um, which kind of led me down a different path. I, I graduated from business school in four years. Wow. And then I had this this uh, this fifth year that I was like, you know, maybe I'll get into grad school. Yeah. And so I did that for a year, um, which was great. And it's kind of one of the influences of our YouTube channel, one of the many. Yeah. Um, and then after that, my brother and I went to Greece together to play professional volleyball. Oh, cool. How did you now, like, with an injury – when you suffer an injury that's like pretty major and like makes you sit out for a season, like how do you deal with something like that? Like, is it like, does it mentally mess with you too? Um, yeah, you know, I, it definitely mentally messed with me because I, this was like, I was so bummed. Like this is my senior year. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I felt like I was finally coming into my own and was going to get to play a lot more. And so like to have those three years before that, like, like leading up to this and this, kind of being my year or my year to, to succeed, it, it hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a stress fracture in my shin um, and they tried to let it heal on its own, but it didn't. So I needed to get surgery. They put a Jeez. metal plate in my shin, which oh. I still have. Yeah. Um, and so I stayed out, but that was my senior year. And that year was hard. Um, but, you know, coming back from my fifth year and going to grad school, grad school just opened up my eyes a little bit more because I think being an athlete in, in college, a lot of your, uh, your focus is only to that sport. Yeah. Um, and academics are like, let me just get through this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but grad school is surrounded by people who were in school because they wanted to learn. And um, it may sound <laughs> kind of obvious, but being surrounded by people who are a bit older than me, who have already started working that are there for a reason, got me, kind of fired up to be there and realizing like, all right, I got to get on top of my game because I don't want to be like the idiot in the class. And I was never <laughs> dumb, yeah. but all, all these people were much further along in their professional careers than I was. And it kind of sparked something in me. And I, I look back on it and that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. That's awesome. That's really cool. And where'd you get your uh, master's in? So my master's was in communication management. Nice. And it was in the Annenberg School of Communications, and it was more of a uh, emphasis in digital marketing. But I took classes that, you know, forced me to learn how to edit, uh, forced me to get it. I mean, they didn't force me, but I was like, all right, I'm going to get a digital camera and I'm going to film stuff. Um, so, like, we had to we had to make videos. Um, we had to even make a web series oh, wow. um, my second year, which was a complete disaster, but it's all about going through the process of like producing a series, getting a yeah. location, um, writing a script, casting it. We casted it like, nice. um, for actors who would do it for free. And we did it at a wine bar. And the original idea was my idea. It was about three guys who work in a wine bar who really know nothing about wine, but think they do. And it just taught me a lot about how that whole process goes. And 
I have the series. I will never show it to anyone. Come on, you got to release it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a hard time like showing it to my girlfriend. No, I will never release it. It is, it is, it is awful. It's not awful because, because of the actors or anything, but the writing is terrible. It's, it's mainly it's awful because of me. But everyone else did a phenomenal job. Anyway, so yeah, that kind of sparked my interest in creating content and whatnot. And so that was, uh, well, like I said, one of the small influences of starting a YouTube channel. That's, that's really cool. And like, so once you finish your master's and your like volleyball career in college, like was there a decision? Like, would you ever think about going into the business route or were you just more did you so, know volleyball was going to be your career? So I took a fairly roundabout path. Um, my fifth year, I took my first year of grad school and yeah. I finished my season and you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, I, I didn't have that great of a senior year, yeah. but I kind of was going, like I said, in and out of volleyball. And I wanted to go overseas to like find that again, to like find that like mojo yeah. almost. And so my brother Riley was, uh, he had played in, in the, one of the top leagues in Europe, in A1 yeah. Italy for about two, three years. Um, he had come back for a year and tried to work, didn't like it, went back. <laughs> Uh, to Greece in the second part of the season and played for a team called Pauk in Thessaloniki, Greece. Mm -hmm. um, and then that was about the time where I was coming out of college. So I think Riley was on kind of his, his uh, not, I mean, I've, he could have played for years and years, but he was kind of getting over it. So Riley took a big pay cut and we tried to play on the same team. Oh, wow. And so I was able to take up to two years off from grad school. So I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And so, uh, unfortunately, I got injured right before I left oh, for Greece. Um, I don't want to talk about how I got injured. <laughs> it wasn't – I didn't put myself in the right position, but it wasn't all my fault. Um, but it was stupid yeah. nonetheless. And I want to say for the record, all my injuries did not happen because, happen because of stupid reasons. This <laughs> is like the only one. The way, okay. So, I started off being injured. Uh, in Greece and I lived with my agent in Athens and our team was in Lamia which is like two hours I want to say two hours north of Athens right by the hot gates where uh, 300 the movie takes yeah, place yeah yeah and so um, I live with my uh, with my agent and I would have to take the public transportation to uh, rehab but the rehab was I talked to my doctors like what I should not be doing. They put me in a hyperbaric chamber with a Jeez. bunch of like, it looked like a subway cart. Um, <laughs> and like 12 people would get inside. Of course, no electronics. Um, yeah. I didn't think about that. I had no like, no, <laughs> no regular like paperback book. Yeah. The only paperback book I had was a, <laughs> was a manual to how to work my camera. So <laughs> I would spend two hours a day in a hyperbaric chamber doing that while my brother wow. was in Greece. And so anyway, fast forward that our team was made up of my brother and I and a few like few like B players, but all, all guys from Greece and a few Brazilians and our team just wasn't very good. Yeah. And so um, because we weren't very good, the owner wasn't uh, um, paying us on time. And so Riley left um, and around November to go play in a1 Italy got a new contract, so he oh, left. Yeah. And so, okay, I, I have a story for you. So, <clears throat> so there was a few other teams that were having problems paying their players. Yeah. And so we went down to Athens to play this team 
I forget their name. Um, but anyway, Riley had gone at this point, right? And this team was having a hard time paying their players as well. So all the foreigners were not, uh, were not playing. They, yeah. they, they refused to play, right? Yeah. Now, the other thing is, is this league in, in Greece, the, um, at the time, and this is what I was told from my Greek teammates. So I can't say this verbatim. Like, this isn't – there might be a little things off from here, but this is what I was told. Yeah. And so we get down there, and like I said, the major sponsor is a, uh, a gambling company, betting company, okay. right? And I don't think they had anything to do with this. But So the foreigners were not playing for this team, so we were favored to win, right? Yeah. Supposedly, the ownership of this team told the foreigners, like, hey, play in this match. And then we'll pay you right afterwards. And someone put it together that possibly they had put what money they had and bet on their team to win because the odds of them winning were they had no chance of winning. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, at, at the last second, the foreigners show up, they play, they beat us. And on top of that, um, I was told by the ownership or our coach, if I don't play well, um, my contract, I'm done. Wow. And I played well. I think I got like player of the game, but we ended up losing. Yeah. So it really didn't matter. And so um, our coach would let us stay in the city and make our way back um, to wherever. So me and a few of the teammates, we stayed in Athens. Uh, we caught a train back uh, to Lamia on Sunday. And I opened up my, my bedroom door and there's someone sleeping in my bed. And I turn on the light and there's this Brazilian dude sleeping there. And I put two and two together that all right, they've already brought someone in to replace me. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so, so crazy. I, I kind of I flipped out. I mean, it wasn't his fault. I was yeah. just mad at the ownership. And it was just this – it was just debauchery. It was yeah. uh, just – so that's how I found out that I was getting replaced. So that was about in December. And then Riley was living in Ravenna, Italy, which is a beachside town in Italy. Sounds amazing, but yeah. during the winter, it's like a ghost town. Like oh, The Walking geez. Dead could be could have been filmed there. <laughs> so Riley had a two-bedroom apartment on the beach, and it sounds much nicer than it is. Yeah. Um, and so I <clears throat> I was like, dude, can I just come and live with you? I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. So I went to Italy and lived with Riley for about three or four months. Wow. That's... So that was my professional career overseas in a in a nutshell, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. yeah how was it like you know living over in italy though and like getting that experience and um it was great i mean riley could speak the language i couldn't yeah. um i was i mean i say i was basically a housewife i didn't really leave the house <laughs> cooked and cleaned even though i barely cooked and cleaned and yeah. the laundry um but no i was just there you know i looked i like my time was friday nights when we would go out yeah, yeah. And of course i could speak no italian but i didn't care I was still going to have the best time of my life. So it felt like cooped up, <laughs> cooped up housewife. Um, but no, it was, it, it was a great experience. You know, I've gone back to Italy a few times and those are by far some of my most favorite people. Yeah. I, I will say that the Greeks are a close second. The teammates I had on that team, Lamia, I still keep in touch with and are some of the most gracious, kind people you could ever imagine, you know, especially during the times where we, we weren't getting paid and people were living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Uh, just so much fun. Um, just great people to, to be around, but living in Italy was, it was a great experience. Um, and you know, it was funny because that's kind of where our beach volleyball careers kind of started. Um, I was telling someone the other day that 
like I said, I've, I've said this throughout this podcast, falling in and out of volleyball. Yeah. And at that point, getting dropped, I was like, dude, Riley, I'm done. I'm going to go back yeah. to grad school, get my grad degree, and start working. And he's like, well, let's, let's try and play beach volleyball. And yeah. I was like, eh, kind of over that. And he's like, well, just, let's just try it out. And so I agreed to it. And I came back in March, found us an apartment in Marina del Rey. And we started playing beach when Riley came back in like April. Yeah. And how did you guys get like hooked up with the AVP? So Riley and I grew up playing beach volleyball in Hawaii. Like I said, that, that beach volleyball uh, club, yeah. the Outrider Canoe Club. Yeah. We started playing volleyball on the beach. And, and it's a unique place to start playing because volleyball – it sucks when you're young and you're short and you know, a kill just happens because you bumped it over and two kids didn't talk, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what the baby court was, was it was a lower net, smaller court, and it allowed you to like get those plays that you would never normally get like a big block or a big kill. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like playing basketball on a five foot hoop. Like yeah. you can emulate Michael Jordan or LeBron James by doing a, by doing a dunk. Oh. And it's like, wow, I love this sport. So yeah. that's, that's what our equivalent was. So it got us to, for one, fall in love with the sport at an early age, and two, develop the skills that we use now. Yeah. You know, we're taller, we can jump higher at, a, at an early age where before you would never develop blocking as a young kid on a 7 4 net at, at being 10 years old. Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot that the baby court did for us. But so. I was getting hooked up with the AVP. It was just kind of the next logical step. Um, yeah. A lot of indoor players transferred to the beach after playing indoor. And so Riley and I, you know, we, we took a volleyball to South Venice beach cause we didn't want to embarrass ourselves. Yeah. And we started, uh, we started, we started practicing, we started playing, started getting, just finding it again. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, the thing that everyone asks us is where the hell did these beards come from? And <laughs> we started growing them in Greece. Yeah. Um, and I say this a lot, like I realized none of the Greek girls could speak English. So I was getting a girlfriend. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to grow a beard. <laughs> um, and then we came back and we had these massive beards and it wasn't like a marketing stunt or anything. Yeah. I don't know why I even kept it. Um, to be honest with you, it's not like it, it helped out my dating game at all. It, it didn't hurt it, but it didn't yeah. help it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we just kept them and we like just, people were like who are these guys people yeah kind of knew us from indoor but they didn't know us having these super long beards people thought we were like amish brothers from pennsylvania that just showed <laughs> up and and could play yeah like what and it's funny because beach volleyball you kind of you see guys like on the rise or you see guys kind of coming up like oh this guy's gonna be good we kind of just came out of nowhere yeah and people were like wait what who are the beard brothers R really yeah. didn't make any sense yeah yeah so that's how we got started so um, having a long beard, do you, do you ever face having multi different colors in your beard? Because that's my biggest issue. I have like different. red, I have like red and white in oh, my beard. Oh, yeah, oh, how do you like I, upkeep it? Like, what's the biggest thing that? Yeah. See, I I don't have different colors. We're, we're Irish, so Riley has a little bit of red in his. But yeah. when it gets longer, mine's pretty brown. Yeah. I know. Maybe there's some blonde in it too. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, the general upkeep, shampoo, yeah. conditioner. Uh, combing I used to use beard oil but um, I feel like it's a direct correlation where if you when you have a girlfriend the grooming of your beard decreases when you <laughs> don't have a girlfriend it increases so I live with my girlfriend very happily and so uh, much to her chagrin uh, she doesn't 
I don't take care of it as yeah. much as I should, especially during this quarantine time. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll do it today. Yeah. yeah. Get some beard oil in it. Maybe, there you go. Make it nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you guys, so what would, like, what would you say is the biggest transition between playing on like the court and like playing on the beach, like the sand, like, do you feel like jumping's a little bit harder? Like what, what do you think is like, you know, it's funny. I, uh, um, like I said, we, we have all these interviews from a bunch of the players in the AVP and we asked them kind of the same question. So I got a bunch of answers for you. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I agree with a lot of them. I think one of the biggest things is, uh, is jumping. Yeah. Indoor volleyball, uh, the, the sets are faster. Uh, broad jumping is a lot more prevalent. Yeah. Here on the beach, broad, you can't really broad jump as much. You have to get your feet under you and you have to jump straight up because obviously it's harder to jump in the sand. Yeah. Um, the other thing is it's, you, you have to be able to do every single skill. Yeah. Indoor is a little more specialized. Beach, you have to be able to pass, set, and hit. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a I, – I think – I don't want to say tactically. It's, it's, I mean, tactically, yes, it's a much different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to say you have to be smarter for, for beach than you are for indoor because I, I don't think that's true. Yeah. It's a completely different game. But I, I will say one thing is that you – you have to rely on yourself a bit more and that not just because you only have one partner um, instead of five teammates, but you have like, there's not many people have coaches out here. Not many people have trainers out here. Um, You go from playing collegiately or professionally where everything's kind of taken care of for you to having to manage a lot of these different things. One of which being, you know, physical therapy. Um, That was always kind of a given if you're on an indoor team. Here, if you're in the top eight domestically or men's and women's, then USA Volleyball takes care of it, I believe. Um, for us, like, we need a sponsor. Yeah. Um, which is, thankfully, you know, Beach City Orthopedics. There's my plug nice. here in Manhattan Beach. <laughs> um, no, but they're, they're great and they're phenomenal. But, you know, it's those small things. Like, yeah. have to find a trainer, a trainer that actually works for um, what you, you need. And then, you know, a lot of our money is based off of prize money. And if you're – if you're savvy enough and lucky enough to get sponsors, then that's another source of income for you. So you're, you're just kind of hustling a little bit more, which yeah. isn't a bad thing, but it's, it's a completely different world than let's say the, the athlete who comes straight from college to playing professional beach. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. That's very interesting. It sounds like it is a different world compared yeah. to everything else. Um, you know, and you played with your brother for, it sounds like a good chunk of your career. What's it like yeah. playing with your brother? Um, and as, also, is there like that brother rivalry as two, if you guys play against each other? Yeah, I mean, I think we've uh, – so, okay. Our, our parents never let us play together when we were younger. Oh, right. Really? Uh, because cause there's too much, too much at stake. It was literally life or death. <laughs> um, and the chances of a huge brawl happening was too much, especially in public places that my parents wanted to avoid. Yeah. So, we, we, played, we played two years of high school together two years of college together, one year indoor professionally, now on the beach together. I think we're the only brothers to do that beach volleyball yeah. or an indoor beach volleyball so far. Um, and so, you know, I, the rivalry between us, I, I'd say those years uh, before high school, there was such a big rivalry between us that we've, we've <laughs> consciously or subconsciously have been able to suppress it to as good. much as we can. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like when we go golfing with my dad and little brother, like we purposely pair up together. Yeah. Um, 
because the chances of uh, things going south if we're on different teams is yeah. very high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like I said, consciously or subconsciously, we've we've learned to suppress that. But playing with with my brother, it's uh, I say this a lot: the highs are highs and the lows are lows. Yeah. Um, and you know, one one hard thing is you know you because it's a sibling. I think everyone can uh, agree with this to a certain degree. Is though there's some things that annoy you with a sibling that you would never get annoyed with anyone else. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. yeah. and you kind of take a step back. You're like, why am I? Why do I feel so pissed off about this small little thing that he's doing? Yeah. And so taking a step back and recognizing that. And then I think another thing that has helped us out tremendously is just seeing, seeing and recognizing each other's strengths um, and our own weaknesses and how we can combine those two. I think that's a huge thing when playing with your, with your, uh, with your brother and something that we've just kind of come on come upon recently because we play together and because we work together making videos yeah it's just really seeing and identifying the strengths in each other and kind of supporting that that side of them um i think that helps tremendously do you think because you have a sibling and i actually i actually asked this of two guys i had on my show that are their brothers but like one trains and is preparing his other brother for the nba and stuff like do you think um you know do you think you can be a little more critical and they think that you can take it a little bit differently because you guys are siblings, like you kind of could be more upfront and honest about everything. Like, I mean, it, it all depends on what, like <laughs> what frame of mind you're in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there, yes, there are some times where we are a little bit more susceptible to not susceptible, but open to criticism from each other, Yeah. but it needs to be like <laughs> almost like prearranged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's times where it's like, I don't want to hear a single word of what you have to tell me. Yeah. I, just don't, I don't care. So, yeah. I think, yeah, it's on, like I said, highs are highs, lows are lows. We we end up on both sides of the spectrum of being open to each other on a level that maybe non-people who aren't brothers have. Yeah. And then there's the other side where it's like, shut up. <laughs> Understandable. That's definitely a sibling thing. <laughs> definitely go through that with my sister sometimes. So I get yeah. that. Um, so, and then now you guys both have your, your YouTube channel and what mm-hmm. what influenced that? for you guys to start that together and what's that been like so like i said we we kind of had we kind of get started a little bit differently like i said i was kind of uh, not forced but uh, because of grad school i learned how to use premiere pro in editing yep. and filming a little bit but you know i i learned a little bit of it and then went and played in greece and i wish we would have like filmed stuff there but i still didn't yeah. know what i was doing yeah and then riley had always been a huge um movie guy Um, and we, we later found out that Riley should have went to to film school. Um, so Riley was always interested in, in that area too. And so with my kind of a little bit of background and Riley's like sincere interest in it, um, we, Riley always says like, we went to YouTube to see tutorials on beach volleyball and we already knew about beach volleyball, but we wanted to see what was out there, um, to learn from it because we were just getting started. We thought maybe we could could collect some information and we saw and we're like, wow, these videos are just terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good, good information, but 20 minutes long, you know, filmed on the beach, a lot of wind. I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure we could do something a little bit better. Yeah. And so that's how we started. We started making beach volleyball tutorials. That's awesome. That was in, I think, September of 2017. Oh, wow. Um, so we're coming up, I guess, like two and a half years, yeah. three years. Um, and so that's how we started making tutorials. And we just kind of learned from there. Um, learning how to better edit, how to shoot better. And we kind of 
we started off with Canon 70Ds using Premiere Pro. We would both edit. Um, and, you know, from there, it's just you, you learn how to make – you want to make one title or one transition, and you go to YouTube to learn YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Basically, say it's like the, the Matrix, but – not as, uh, not as quickly to upload programs. Yeah. yeah. To learn things. yeah. But you know, that, that's where we started. And then Riley comes to me. He's like, you know what we should do? I was like, what? He's like, we should do vlogs. I was like, what are vlogs? And he's like, dude, people just talk about their lives. I was like, there's absolutely no way that this is like a popular thing. This is like the end of 2017. Yeah. And so of course we see Casey nice I was like, Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. This is incredible. And so started our journey into making a little bit more narrative based, storyline based uh, stuff, which is still, we're, we're still learning as we go. But, you know, from there, we started to kind of vlog the tournaments and it, it showed a side of AVP players that we were always interested in. Yeah. And I think our viewers found it as well. And so from there, it just grew, you know, we, we, we're always open to do whatever. Yeah. And so at one point, um, Dollar Shave Club contacted us like, hey, we're going to give you, I think it was $2,500. We were like, holy moly. Yeah. Can I swear on this thing? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Swear. Okay. I do. I don't repeat yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But Dollar Shave Club gave us $2,500. And this was like, um, found this out on like a Tuesday, I think. Right? Yeah. And we're like, okay. We could. And all they wanted was a 30-second spot in a video. Like, yeah. oh, easy. Like, how could, what could we do with this? Actually, it was Wednesday morning. So that Wednesday, we're like, oh, you know what would be sick is if we put on a four-man event. And so we were driving up to Sports Academy in Thousand Oaks to practice against Casey Patterson, a former Olympian, and Stafford yeah. Slick, who, who's won AVP tournaments. And we have this idea like, oh, let's put on like a pop-up four-man event. And so we, we go to them like, dude, would you guys be down to do this this Saturday? Yeah. They're like, yep. And so – from we get the okay from them and so we call chase buttinger and sean rosenthal chase buttinger used to play in the nba for yeah in years on the houston rockets timberwolves yeah. now he plays on the avp and he was playing with sean rosenthal former uh former olympian uh solid player so we call them up like hey would you guys be down They're like yeah and then uh chase was really close with richard jefferson and luke walton yeah, yeah. And, and and i knew them too playing um on the Fletch uh, six-man team. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and they were super nice guys. Yeah, super yeah. Super nice guys. I knew them from that. Chase, of course, has a closer relationship than I do. And so Chase asked them if they wanted to play because Richard Jefferson and Luke Walton, they play down here all the time. And they're actually good four-man players. Really? Yeah. So this all culminated in one day on a Wednesday to play three days later on a Saturday. And then we called our friend Chris McGee, Geeter, who's a host on, on the Lakers show. Yeah. He used to be the old commentator or announcer for the AVP. Uh, like, hey, w would you come down and announce this? And so <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm in. So like Riley got to working on a trailer and he used like the, the music from Gladiator. He used a soundbite <laughs> from Gladiator, which I'm still surprised we haven't gotten flagged on YouTube <laughs> to make like a trailer yeah. of, of who's all playing. And we never thought about like inviting people to come down, but we're like, ah. Let's do it because we were just going to make a video. Yeah. And so we did it. We, we put all the money. I went down to the bank and I cashed the, the check from Dollar Shave Club and I got all 
one dollar bills. <laughs> it's actually a decent size of money. And yeah. it, it's, I mean, it's just kind of a joke. That's yeah. kind of like how our channel is run. Like, yeah, yeah. we don't take anything too seriously and just kind of like have fun with it. Yeah, it's not like awesome. we were trying to make it like more, yeah, more fantastic than it than it was. We're like, oh, let's just do it. Yeah. And so we did that. We set up some cameras. Um, we had we had help from people in the volleyball world to help us film. And um, we put on that match and it was AVP versus the NBA. Um, I think it's close to like half a million or 600,000 views now. Um, and that's where we just kind of, uh, you know, we're just like, oh, let's do whatever we want with our channel. Tutorials, vlogs, four-man events. Um, you know, we got, we went to, in this past fall, we like circumnavigated the globe. We went from LA to the AVP Hawaii, AVP to the Maldives, played in a tournament there, and then we went to Thailand and ran a clinic there, and then we went to Qatar and played in the ANOC beach games, wow. which is like this, um, it was basically an Olympic-esque sort of tournament. Yeah. I guess it was for uh, a way for, because the ANOC is, is under the Olympic committee, yeah, and yeah. it was a way for them to kind of test out sports that yeah. um, potentially might be future Olympic games. So. We played in the ANOC four-man four beach games. Wow. And our team was made up of me, Riley, uh, Casey Patterson, yeah. Troy Field, Brian Cook, and, and Taylor Crabb. We had, we had a, a solid team. Yeah. And so we went there to play four-man, and we lost against these 21, or 19 to 21-year-old German, German team. <laughs> oh, no. Then Casey tells the press that we'll never lose another match again in this tournament. <laughs> then we play against the home team to Qatar and lose. <laughs> oh, no. And then we barely beat Indonesia to get second in our pool. And yeah. I mean, miraculously, we, we end up coming back and playing Qatar in the finals yeah. in Doha. And it was a packed crowd and we end up winning. Um, so thank God, thank yeah, goodness for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> but so <laughs> you know, we've we we put out some match replays of that, and and people have really enjoyed that. So like I said, I mean, the content on our channel, yes, is beach volleyball related, but um, it's you know we we've just done so many different things and been lucky enough to get the opportunities to do so. Um, it's just been fun to to film and share that with uh, the people who watch. That sounds awesome, and I think that's like such a like a great thing because I think people who are fans of like, you know, as like we first talked about like the last, the last dance, the documentary, I think it's so cool that people like to get the inside of what athletes are doing and like hearing about their like personal things. And I think that's like, that makes it more personal. I think that's like, that's so great that you guys are like doing that and just like filming that and like keeping people updated. I think it gives a whole different insight on the sport. Well, no, I, I agree. And thank you for that. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, uh, you know, during this time, we're seeing a lot more athletes kind of jump into this space. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's tragic, everything that's going on, but it's going to be interesting to see um, after all this comes down, what's, what's been created and what people have done. And hopefully people will keep doing what they're doing. I know there's been a few things that have popped up in, in volleyball. Um, I was just on a podcast yesterday um, called out of, out of service. Oh God, I forget what it was. Um, um, but these two brothers who both go to UH, volleyball players, you know, starting a podcast and yeah. doing YouTube videos. And there's a few other people who are starting to get into video editing. I can't tell you how many beach volleyball players I've talked to and walked them through the basics of video editing in the past four weeks. Oh, wow. 
I've kind of opened my doors a little too much, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been cool to see people jumping into this space because I think beach volleyball along with other, you know, other sports that are, that are, aren't on ESPN or ABC, yeah. um, you know, kind of need players to take on a little bit more of a media load and share what it is, yeah. what life is like behind the scenes. Yeah. So, and I, I think that draws like more interest too. I think like it makes like, uh, someone that maybe doesn't watch it or is like a fan of volleyball and maybe plays, but like makes them actually want to like really see what it's like and like yeah. look behind the players. And I think that's like, that's such no, a great idea. I, I, I think for sure. And we, you know, just looking at all the major, um, all the major sports, like I think yeah. as a fan, if you don't know much about the person, you're not going to care as much about who they are or about, about them winning. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it's no fault to anyone in our sport, but I think my brother and I are, are a case study of it. Like, if people know who you are, then they'll, they'll cheer for you a little bit more. And so yeah. that was kind of one of, the, um, one of the influences of us working with Wilson and doing, running their media day because we know the players a little bit more and yeah. we want people to, uh, you know, feel or just understand who these players are a little bit more. So yeah. hopefully in the end that they'll, they'll care a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of our, our thought behind that. And right now we're just working on making, you know, shorter Instagram clips of stuff that we talked about, but, uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I'll have to check out the, the Wilson videos when they come out. I think that's that. I think also when you guys are doing that, I think that makes it more, the players like more relaxed because they know who you guys are and it brings out like more of their personality. Yeah, we, we yeah. definitely we definitely have a black book of a lot of answers we cannot share. <laughs> because people were a little too comfortable. Yeah, Actually, yeah. We, we made a vlog about it. Um, yeah. Don't worry, we're not holding anyone hostage. <laughs> we're not going to use it against them. We did tell some people, we're like, well, if we end up playing against you, yeah. we, might, we might blackmail you. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. That's no, awesome. We, That's great. We, we would never do that, but like, you know, I think for a lot of, for a lot of athletes, it's hard to be genuine. It's hard to be authentic. It's, it's tough to say how you really feel because who knows what the repercussions yeah. might be. Yeah. And so, and I think with most people, they, they don't really get to say how they feel. Yeah. And you know, when you get interviewed after a win, it's usually something that goes along the lines of, you know, my partner played great. Uh, yeah. The team we played against are phenomenal athletes. Yeah, they're so yeah. good at this and this and that. And it's great. It's good. But yeah. we need a little more conflict. We need a little bit more drama. Yeah. Um, we need to know how these players really feel or, or yeah. what they're passionate about. Um, and so to get that out of these players in these interviews was something we think is, is incredibly golden. And now we're just tasked with the, uh, um, not with the, uh, you know, with the hurdle of, of how can we present these answers and these questions in as much of an entertaining way as we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, I know. I've ended, I've, my, I've ended the last three statements I've made with so yeah, but yeah, no, that's perfect. It's totally fine. You're great. <laughs> no, it's awesome. So and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Um, like, and what's your guys like? What do you, what do you guys want that like your, you know, your channel to go, or where do you see it going? Like, do you see it trying to start a production company eventually, maybe, or like, um, yeah. you know, I don't. I mean. I don't really know what our long-term goal is. I think, I think for us, what we've found is when we try different things and do different things, it's always led us to um, kind of unearth interests that we didn't know that, that we had. Yeah. Um, you know, running interviews like this with players for the first time, 
kind of made us realize like, wow, this is something we, we really enjoy doing. Um, so I think testing out different styles and different formats of content mm-hmm. um, within the volleyball space and potentially outside of the volleyball space is something that we, we really want to keep doing um, because that's, that's kind of our niche and that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, I've, um, Riley loves the production side of everything. I like the, you know, business sports side of everything. Yeah. And so I think right now what we've been trying to do more and more is to, you know, use the tools of like LinkedIn and whatnot and to kind of, you know, we, we have a brand already, but I think going a step further and really identifying what we truly love to do outside of beach volleyball is something that's important. Something that takes a really long time. So yeah, using this time right now to figure that out within both of us. And um, I think it's incredibly important to do, but incredibly hard to do. Yeah, yeah. To really whittle down what you love and what's your why and you know, all those other, all those other things, but taking those small steps to at least investigate, like I said, different formats of video, what we really like and going step-by-step step there. So to answer your question, you know, we, we don't have a clear cut path moving forward, but I would say day to day, we know what we want to try and what we want to do. Yeah. That's awesome though. And that sounds like, I mean, you sound like, I don't know what your brother's like, but you, I mean, you guys have like the you have like a great personality for it and it seems like you're just very outgoing and it's like, it's nice like that, like, you know, I'll definitely have to check it out and like watch some videos. Cause I, I like, I love volleyball and I always, I played myself, but never uh-huh. really got to like a higher level, but like it was, it's always fun to like see the inside of what athletes think. And like, I think that makes it more entertaining for people like, you know, or just casual fans, but want to get into it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's how I feel with, you know, the sports documentaries with, uh, you know, with the last dance, yeah. formula one drive to survive. Like yeah. I loved it. Yeah. What, what formula one drive to survive taught me is that when you under, when you know, when you know who someone is, you know, their story, you know, what conflicts they are going through, what ups and downs they have. It made me a fan of these individual people. And that's kind of what led us to, to making all this content with Wilson. Yeah. Uh, was let's kind of like, that's, it, it made me – that series made me a fan of Formula 1. I was like, wow, I have never felt that way in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I, I started watching all the races, which I had never watched in my life, knew the racers, and I was like, I'm a fan. Yeah. And it was solely because of that series. I'll have to check it out now. That's one of the things I'll have to watch because I'll probably end up yeah. being a fan of it. So No, you'll check it out. You'll have to let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. But uh, that's all my questions for today but i really appreciate you coming on and making the time for me this has been a lot of fun this has been awesome no problem yeah. i hope it wasn't too long-winded and no, definitely. my my train of thought was uh <laughs> wasn't sporadic and all over the place no no it's perfect it was honestly like a great interview perfect interview like Sweet. just someone has shared stories that's that's all i care about and hearing about their journey and everything like that and it gets like the people to know you better and on my fan side and that's that's great Oh, sweet. Jeff, thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. I, I love what you're doing. Love your podcast. Thanks. Um, I'll be tuning in weekly. I yeah. Thanks a lot, Madison. I appreciate it. And I'll be uh, subscribing and tuning in to your t- YouTube channel. Be, be be sure to share what you guys yeah. have. Um, thank you, man. Yeah, appreciate of course. It. Yeah. But thank you for your time and uh, be in touch. All right. Take All care, right. man. Later. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.